has to do with the following. That island really is the temptations that we have in this particular world. There are people who this, the tzaddikim, no temptation whatsoever, they don't go to the island at all. They stay all their life purely tzaddikim. There's another group. The group that, well, temptation is too strong. The sin is too great. Okay, so they go with the sin and come back. Others, oh, the temptation is so great that they stay there for a long time until hey, old age. Then they realize, oh, now I got to go quickly, quickly, make the juvah. It's accepted, but it's not as effective as the person who makes the shuvah right away. And finally, there are those people, that group that stayed in the island, they stand in temptation, they sin all their life, regardless of what, until they died. The best, Rabino Yonah, says, the best time to do teshuvah is immediately after a person realizes he sinned, right away, teshuvah has to be done. Immediately. Teshuvah is a tool that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. And we want to use it. It's a way out. We understand that sometimes a person can sin, but at least realize that the sin was there. You have to regret that you did it. You have to promise yourself that you're not going to do it any longer. Come back to Hashem. Some people think that, you know what? Only the Rishayim, the people who sin all, all the time, they're the ones that need Teshuvah. Well, let me tell you what happened after the Six-Day War. <laughs> After the Sixth Day War, as you know, uh, Israel, uh, alone a small little state, you know, fought. They, they fought against three Arab states and, and they won in six days. So that, that was unbelievable. There were Nisei Nisim. There were miracles upon miracles that happened. No one in the world could, could, could fathom it, could understand it. It was very simple. He wanted to save them. Period. But along with that came a tremendous hit root in Eretz Israel. Tremendous hit root. Hundreds of people came back. People, I'm talking about people that earrings on both ears, people with tattoos, people with Afro type of hairdos, entertainers, pilots. All kinds, they wanted to come back with Teshuvah. So there was this group of people that came to the staple Gaon, Shalom, a big tzaddik. And they said to him, En lecha hasaga, like you can't fathom the amount of it that's going on in Eretz Israel from the Baalei Teshuvah. What he answered them, he says, also we have to make the shuva. Him, the great tzaddik, he has to make the shuva too. The shuva is not just for the Yerasha or for the Benoni. The shuva is for everyone. 
It is a mitzvah of the Torah, veshavta ad Hashem elokecha. But the Abinu Yonah says you have to do it immediately. However, he says, if somehow you missed to make the Shuvah immediately, then the most propitious time, the best time to achieve Teshuvah is during Asareti Meteshuvah, which is now. This is the time. If somehow you missed it, this is the time when Kadush Baruch is close to us. He comes near. And his ears, so to speak, are open. He wants to listen. And he looks at everyone. He's ready to listen to everyone. Karov Hashem lechol koreav. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is close to all those people who call out to him now. But there is something even more serious that I would like to discuss as the following. Sure, you heard of Rav. Rav, it was, it was called Rav. That's it. It was a Talmud of Rabbinu Kadosh. One of the greatest Emoraim that we had in the Gemara. Rav, one time, a certain butcher, uh, he wronged him. He did something wrong to him. And Rav didn't say anything, of course. And he was hoping, all year long, he was hoping maybe this guy will come back somehow and ask forgiveness for him. We all know that the Averot ben Adam lachavero sins between man and his fellow man. He cannot just make the Shuvah to Hashem and expect it to happen. No. Yes, Hashem's part of it perhaps will be forgiven, but it can't be forgiven completely because you first you have to go and ask forgiveness from the person that you wronged, then Hashem will forgive you. So Rav was waiting all year long, and the guy didn't come. So when it was already the afternoon before Yom Kippur, he said to himself, he's not coming, you know what? Let me go to him. Maybe when he'll see me, He'll realize that he did something wrong and he'll ask Mehila. He'll ask for forgiveness. So he went along. On the way, Ravuna meets him. He asked him, Where are you going? Well, so he told him a story. So Ravuna said to him, You should not go because you're gonna you're gonna kill that person. He's gonna be killed. So I didn't understand exactly what that meant. He did go. And when the butcher saw him, what did he do? He said, Zil go away. Go away. He, he's Rabuna Gadolador. I mean, uh, Rav, Gadolador is right there. He, he, he came special, so he should ask forgiveness. He said, Go away. A few minutes after that, he took an axe to cut a piece of bony steak and a piece of bone flew into his head and killed him instantly. And that's what Rabbi Wunah meant. Is he going to kill him? The question the Mepharshim asks is the following. Where did Rav Huna get, the, I mean, excuse me, when did he get Rav? Where did he get this halakha 
that if someone does not come to you for forgiveness, you should go to him that he should ask for forgiveness. Where do you get this from? The Shulchan Aruch doesn't say that the person who's wronged should go so that the other one should ask for mehila. Where did he get this from? And the answer is, he learned it from the Borei Olam. He learned it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. How? On Aseret Emet Teshuvah. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees all your wrong, that person does not make Teshuvah, does not ask for forgiveness, all your wrong, he comes, Aseret Emet Teshuvah, he comes to you. He comes here. He comes to us. He wants to hear us. That's what, this is where he learned it from. If Hashem can come to us so we can ask Mahila from him, then he can go also to show himself. And the person, the, the butcher should ask Mahila. Unfortunately, it did not work out that way. Now there's something interesting that uh, we know about uh, the question of somehow renouncing our sins. You know, Part of Teshuvah is confess the sin, regret that you've done it, and a promise that you're not going to do it again. Let's look at a pasuk in Parashat Nitzaviv that we learned, we read uh, a couple of weeks ago. It says over there, Ha'idoti bachem ayom, like he's making a kalashwaruchu, he's making witnesses on the Bnei Israel. And who are the witnesses? Shamaim va'aretz. The heavens and the earth, they are the witnesses. Ahayim ve'amavet natati lefanecha. Giving you life and death, meaning life is the Torah, death is the person does not. Does not follow the Torah and does not make the Shuvah either. What does this mean? What does this mean, Shamaim and Aretz, the heaven and the earth? Rashi explains that. He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is telling the Bnei Yisrael, Look at the sun that I created so I can serve you. Does it ever change its course? Does it ever rise from the west and sets in the east? It always rises from the east. And in the West, it always follows the same course without asking any questions, without anything. Lord, she knew it me that time. They never changed their behavior. Look at the land, the earth. Did it change its behavior? Have you ever planted wheat and got barley? Or planted barley and got apples? The earth always follows its behavior that Hashem told her to do without changing it one iota. So then we learn a Kalvachome. Well, something, you know, interesting from there. He says, look, Rashi says at the end, these talking about the, the sun and the earth, they, if they do their job, they don't get any reward. And if they don't, they don't get any uh, uh, any retribution either. No punishment. Still, they don't they don't change their behavior. You, 
meaning the Bnei Israel, Zechitem, you have the Zechut, that you can receive a reward for doing the proper thing, and be punishment if you don't. How much more so that you should keep the mitzvot of the Torah? This is the Kavahomer that we learn from the sun and the moon. Now, there was a famous mashgiach in Miri Shiva in Poland, Rabbi Yerucham Levovitz. Tremendous tzaddik, great Tamit Hacham. But he also had the power of hashpa'ah, meaning to be able to talk to the hearts of the people, to be able to influence them. Tremendous hashpa'ah. His Talmidim followed every single word of his to a T. Now, he asked the following question. There's an interesting thing over here. You have to listen carefully. He says, what kind of kavahomer is this? We wouldn't learn a lesson from the sun and the earth. Well, sun has no yetzerara. The earth doesn't have any yetzerara. They were created for that purpose. Only to follow blindly what Hashem says. Hashem told them, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, they'll follow it. They have no behira, they have no choice. They don't know any better. Like a malach. Malach doesn't know any better. He goes and follows what Hashem tells him. We are not malachim. We have yeserara. We have yeserato, we also have yeserara. So how can we learn a lesson from something that doesn't have any Yisrael whatsoever? Now you have to be very careful and listen carefully. See, Adam Arishon, when he was created, before he committed the sin, his Yisrael was inactive, meaning that the Yisrael never bothered him to, do, to go and do Avera. His Yetzirah was prevailing. And the only way the Yetzirah would come to him is if he was enticed forcefully by something else. Like what happened with the snake and, and his wife and the Yechavah that they pushed him to, to eat. But otherwise, he had really his Yetzirah was dormant, so, so to speak. We, what we want to achieve in this world is to be something like Adam Arishon before the sin. Now I say, well, that's very hard to do. I agree. A really truly Sadiq, he will behave close to the state of Adam Arishon because his Yisrael will prevail. But we have to train ourselves to avoid sins to the point where the Yisrael really does not have much power to control us. That is the ultimate. Is that possible? Well, let me tell you. I know thousands and thousands of Jews that when it comes to certain Yisrael about certain Averot, they have no Yisrael at all. Plain people. This Thousands and hundreds of thousands of Jews that will not even have yourself to eat pork. Has shalom. They don't come to their mind. 
or even like to smoke on Shabbat, God forbid. It never comes to their mind. Or to eat on Yom Kippur. Never comes to their mind. Which means that there is a possibility for a plain person to control his Yisera to that point where it's not there at all. But unfortunately, only for certain mitzvot. When it comes to other things, like Shonara, well, <laughs> falls. And the Yisera is strong, and the Yisera isn't there anymore. When it comes to uh, uh, going to the synagogue uh, early in the morning, oh, the Yisera is very strong. Oh, come on, it's cold outside. It's, it's raining. Wait, wait, wait until it's too late, then it doesn't go. We come to Shaurit Torah. There are many, many things where the Yisra'ah is very strong. But if we can reach that point where we can control the Yisra'ah like we do with certain things and extend that to all the other mitzvot, then we have reached the point of Adam Arishon before the sin. Then that would be a truly tzaddik. Now we can understand the Kalva Homer from the sun and the moon. Yeah, the sun and the moon have no Yetzirah. It's true. They don't. But we have to work on ourselves to reach that point and learn lesson where they are like robots. In a way, we should also do the mitzvot blindly. Hashem said, to this mitzvah we do it. It is not forbidden to try to find out why that mitzvah is there, but the main thing is not the reason. The main thing is the mitzvah itself, and to follow it without even thinking, without even any kind of itself coming to talk you out of it. That's the ultimate. So we can. You don't have Yisra'ah go uh, uh, to fly like a bird. Why? Because you know you can't. A simple person does not have Yisra'ah to go and say, oh, I'm going to buy the Empire State Building. He knows he can't afford it. There's no Yisra'ah. If we can reach that point, then we have reached the point where of uh, the status of Adam Arishon before the sin. Now you might say, well, you know, some people say, well, yeah, unfortunately, they're not too strict. Eh, one sin, Allah Malishi, one, eh, so, it's fine. Rabutai, I want to just illustrate to you what one sin of one person does. You know, on Rosh Hashanah, we blow the shofar. It's a mizvah. Yom teruah yelachem. It's an obligation. If Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbat, we don't. We don't blow the shofar. Yeah, but way back, they blew the shofar, the shofar on Shabbat. They did. Come the Hachamim, they made a gezerah. They made a decree. You know what? No more, no more shofar on Shabbat. Why? Because maybe they're there is one person out there who does not know how to blow the shofar and he's going to take it and carry it on Shabbat 
It's going to carry some like six or eight feet, depending on how much an ama is. And carrying is a sin. So because of that, we don't blow the shofar. Now imagine that hundreds of thousands of religious Jews who abide by the Torah, by the mitzvot, and the hachamim are telling them, you cannot blow the shofar on Shabbat because maybe one person out there is going to sin. That's how great is one sin from one person. Do not ever, ever believe or decrease the intensity of even one Hasfishalom, one Avera. That is. That is the, 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 the importance of a person has to be always uh, uh, re- recognizing where he is and what's coming and what he's doing so that always his Yetzirah Tov will conquer <coughs> the Yetzirah. <coughs> tell us, Always try to take the Yetzirah Tov and fight the Yetzirah with it and kick the Yetzirah away from you. And when he said, When you go out to war with your enemy and the Hachamim say that this is talking about also the Yetzirah. When you want to fight the Yetzirah, fight him outside. Don't let him come in altogether. Once he comes in, oh, it's already bad. Find him out. Keep him outside all the time. Serapotai, Teshuvah during these days is very, very serious and we have to work on it. Let me just finish with this little parable. There was a king that had 10 loyal officers. Very loyal to him. He loved them. And what happened one time is that they were tempted. They were in the king's treasure house. And they saw these beautiful gems, pearls, diamonds, gold pieces. And they couldn't help themselves, so they stole. Each one took something, put it in his pocket, and, and then went out. Eventually, after a week or so, uh, the theft was discovered, and they realized nobody was there except those 10 people. Now, the king does not want to punish them because he liked them very much. But the law is the law. But you know what he did? He gave them a way out. He sent people to them, go to their homes, look everywhere in the house, see if you can find anything there. But then he told one of them to tell you know, Take those, whatever jewels you have, put them in your pocket. And he wants them back. He wants everyone to come to the palace where he will search them personally. Okay? Then he gave word. He said to them, you know, you have to cross a certain river to get to the palace. In the middle of the river, just take those jewels, throw them in the water. 
Well, then you'll, you'll be acquitted. Nine out of ten did it. One guy said, <laughs> come on. He's my friend. He's like, you know what? He's not going to punish me. Well, they come to the palace. Each one is searched. And finally, the one that had in his pocket, and the king yells at him, Fool! I gave you a way out. You could have taken those thorn in the water. You wouldn't be punished. Now I'm sorry. The law is the law. You're a thief. You have to be punished for it. It's the same thing with Teshuvah. Hashem is giving us a way out. We could say we are the children of... We're the children. He's going to have Rahmanut. Yeah, but... <laughs> But he gave you a way out. Use it. If you're not going to use it, then the punishment will be there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us a tool called Teshuvah. And this is the time during Aserit Emit Teshuvah to look back into what we did the last year. Try to improve on them. As Hakam Yosef says, we have seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Each day, you look at all the days of the year before. Like on Sunday, okay, what did I do every Sunday during last year? And a lot of people have a certain pattern that they do a certain day. Improve on it. If you see there was something wrong, make the shuvah on it. Hear us on that. We all really sincerely try to make the shuvah, make a big effort, come back to Hashem, forget about our evil ways of the past, and only adopt and embrace new ways, the ways of Torah and Miswot Ma'asim Tovim, Rabbi Azir Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu will write us, will inscribe us the Hayim Tovim Shalom Amen Kinei Thank you. With this school, Shanim Rabot.